The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. I cannot wait to start this series on gratitude today. We are going to kick off a series talking about generosity, giving thanks in our mind, in our heart, and ultimately in our actions. And we want to see how contentment is the result of a grateful heart. And we all need that. Don't don't you? I know I do. I need more contentment in my life. I need more gratitude in my life. And so we want to kick that off today. You know, I love to speak at the church next door. That is my home church. It's on the west side of Columbus. I want you to come and visit me. If you are anywhere within earshot, anywhere in Ohio, come see me, would you? We're on the west side, right off of 70 West. And this lesson is a kickoff. We are enjoying the Father, we're being grateful for the Father, and having an attitude that is completely transformed. So listen in. The first thing, gratitude starts in your mind. I have a graphic for you. I'm not, I'm not a diagram person, but I tried a graphic, and it starts in our mind, and if we can get this circle going... We have a lifestyle of generosity. You know, there's lots of lifestyles, right? You have the lifestyle of the rich and famous. We have the organic cleaning and eating lifestyle. We have unhealthy lifestyles. Well, as God's people, I want to challenge you today that you will be be known as a person with a generosity lifestyle. It's who you are. It's how you operate. It's just part of you. And so the first place is in our mind. So you have to think about gratitude is an attitude of thankfulness. It's an attitude of being grateful. So if, if you don't have that attitude, you're ungrateful or you're selfish. So it, it is about external. It is about stuff. It is about where we go, what, what, where our job is, things. We, we look and sometimes we're ungrateful for our food or we're ungrateful for our stuff, our job. But in our mind, we have to begin to, to think about what, what is externally in my life and to have an attitude of being grateful. Well, I want to share with you the story of 10 lepers. This is Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And if you had leprosy at that time, you were going to die. You were probably going to die a very painful and embarrassing death. They had you on the outside of the city because your skin was being ruined by this disease. So we have 10 lepers hanging out together. And they are calling out to Jesus. And they're saying, oh, Jesus, from a distance, please, would you just have mercy on us? Look at us. And they're crying out to him. And so let's pick it up. In Luke 17, this is what he said. Taking a good look at them, Jesus said, go, show yourselves to the priest. They went and while still on their way, became clean. Well, we'll stop there a second. Well, what's up with that? I mean, why didn't he just touch them and heal them right there? No, he gave them a directive. Jesus is interesting. When you read the New Testament, he gives you little 
directives. So all ten, I'm really proud of all ten lepers, they obeyed. And they went to the priest. Well, on their way, they, before they even made it, they became clean. Isn't that awesome? He healed them. Okay, so here we go. One of them, when he realized he was healed, came back, turned around, shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful. He couldn't thank him enough. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said, we're not ten healed. Where are the nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider? And then he said to him, get up on your way. Your faith has healed you and saved you. So the one, he was healed and saved. He was grateful. And so one of the main things we want to be grateful for is our salvation. We can't forget that. That's the first and most important thing. And so here this one, he's a great example to us. He made sure that he came back. He made sure he bowed down. And we want to be like that one. But sometimes now we give the nine a hard time. But I've been like the nine. You may have been like the nine. And we have weeks or days where we're like the nine. And I call this a barrier in our life to gratitude. And the first barrier that I've seen is called a case of the grumps. That's what I call it, or grumpy. We've all been there, right? The Israelites were notorious for the grumpies. So let's look what they said in Psalm 160 or 106. Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his promise. They grumbled in their tents. You know, we have to see in our mind when we look at the stuff and the things of this world and say, I have to choose, I have to make a choice in my mind to be grateful for where I'm at, what I have, what my job is, what I'm doing, and just to choose it. Sometimes I make a discipline of walking through the church or walking through my home, and I've done this for years because I get in the, the grumps, it happens, and I say, God, I just want you to know that I'm grateful for the 34 acres. God, I'm grateful for the dirt. I bet the staff we've said a hundred times, God, thank you for the dirt. Um, You know, instead of saying, oh, I wish we could have had the whole parking lot resurfaced. No, we say, God, we're grateful for the patch. We're grateful for the new striping. I, I do that. I choose to say, God, I'm grateful for what you have done. I go through the house and I challenge you to do this. Put your hand on the refrigerator and say, God, I'm grateful for the refrigerator. I'm grateful for the washer. You may, maybe your dryer went out, but you can say, God, I'm grateful for the washer. And so that's a discipline and it pulls you out of the case of the grumps. And it is all external. I had a really bad case of the grumps when I was in seventh grade. I was very ungrateful to my parents because I wanted Jordash jeans, or I would have been fine with Gloria Vanderbilt jeans. And, you know, a lot of people had parachute pants. Those were like the bomb. The parachute pants, the zippers, they were so cool. I had none of those. And I was this tall in the seventh grade. And so my jeans were getting shorter and shorter. And I'd go to school and they'd say, Hey, hey, Jennifer, are you ready for a flood? <laughs> ready for a flood? Oh, oh, Mom, I have to get some new, new jeans. This isn't working. And when you're in seventh grade, that is your whole entire world, right? And I was, I was just so ungrateful. I had a pair of black flats, and I had a pair of green basketball high-top tennis shoes. And, and I was ungrateful that those were my only two options. 
And one day, I loved to help in the principal's office. And we, you know, you run errands and you, you get to help the secretaries. So one day, my ungrateful, grumpy self, I'm in the principal's office working. And I see a guy named Roger. And he is in our class. We only had 45 in this class. He has, I noticed, he had on some funky, like, plaid polyester pants. Like, what are those? And um, so here we are, and I'm in the, in the, he's embarrassed. Like, why are you in the office? Why are you in the office, you know? And the nurse is bringing a basket, and in the basket there were soaps and combs and hygiene products and gift cards, and she was sitting Roger down and explaining to him hygiene and, and this kind of thing. And so I kind of, you know, went away and let them. But I, I remember thinking, oh, I'm so ungrateful. And here Roger's in here for soap. And so I went home that day a different person. And I chose that I was going to be grateful. And I also chose I was going to be a friend to Roger. And I want you to know, all through high school, he never, ever gained friends. But all through high school, I would see Roger. And I would say, hey, Roger. And he said, hey, Jennifer. And we would talk and we would chat in the hallway. And he was my buddy. And if I saw him today and he saw me today, we would high five. And, and God changed my gratitude level. And it, you're, you're not too young to have your gratitude going for you. It, there's no respecter of our age. If we're young, if we're old, gratitude is something that we want to generate in our life. So the next point, so once you have this in your head and you've made a choice and you're grateful for the stuff and the external, it begins to trickle into your heart. And deep in your heart is where you begin to give thanks. God wants us to be a thankful people But thanksgiving is really about the people. It's all about the people. It's not about the stuff. It's not about the food. It's not about the external. It says in Psalm 100, to enter his gates with thanksgiving, to enter his courts with praise. Oh, I forgot the other barrier. Sorry. We got to back up. I'm sorry. Okay. That's the important one. We're in, when you have the grumps and you have pain, then what do you do? How are you going to have gratitude if you have physical pain? How are you going to have gratitude if you have emotional pain? What are you going to do? Well, when you are in that place, you're going to lean in to Jesus. This is when you have to totally rely on his word. You have to say God's word is true and I'm going to press through it. Maybe God is disciplining you. He's disciplined me and it's not fun. Um, maybe God is challenging you or testing you, but you're, maybe it's just, it's just life, but you're in pain. I remember sitting in a rocking chair and I just cried and cried, God, I just cannot forgive. You don't understand God. How could I forgive? This was too hard. This was too painful. This is, you're asking too much of me. You know, you think your pastor's wife life is perfect and just this, no, No, there's been some emotional pain. There's been some heartbreak. And I've had to lean into Jesus and say, God, I want to be grateful anyway. Because, you know, when you're in emotional pain, you can't see all the good stuff. You know, you don't even see what's happening in your life that's positive because you're in so much pain. And if, if that's you, I want you to know Monday night, tomorrow night, we're going to talk about rejection. 
About 25% of Americans face deep rejection. And so we're going to really delve into that emotional pain tomorrow night. And then the following week, Kim Davis is going to talk about forgiveness. But you don't want to stay there. It's a season. And you want to press into God. Don't get mad at him. Don't push him away. This When you're in that emotional pain, he wants to link arms with you and be close to you and say, we're going to have gratitude anyway. I am with you. I want to comfort you. It says that Jesus is the God of all comfort and compassion, and he is, and he wants to do that. You know, we don't always understand, but when we are in those places, we still have to choose gratitude in our mind despite the pain that's happening So, okay, now we're going on now to giving thanks in our heart. Like I said, it was about people. And Psalm 100 says to give thanks, to enter his presence with thanksgiving. Have you ever just hit this prayer wall? You're praying and nothing. It is flat. You know, it just hits that roof. Well, this is the little secret. You just get your list out. 